0: God deserves every praise from every creature, every day. This is the Everyday Christian Podcast. Hello and welcome to Season 2 Episode 8 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green, and today we're going to continue our series on how to overcome by talking about how to overcome obstacles. Now, I want to start by asking this, how is the word evil used in the Bible? Well, since this is a podcast about obstacles, I'm sure that you're going to see that we're going to get into evil being used as obstacles. Now, one thing I want to say about this is that evil is used more than one way in the Bible. And the reason that I know that is because of Isaiah 45, verse 7. Now, when I first read that verse, that was a difficult passage for me because I didn't know what it meant. And you'll see why in just a minute. Now, we know that evil can be defined as sin, iniquity, unrighteousness. That's common sense. The Bible's full of passages that deal with that. And that's one of the most major themes in the Bible. Good versus evil. But Isaiah 45 verse 7 proves to me beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is another meaning for the word evil. In fact, there has to be in order for this verse to be true. Isaiah 45 verse 7 says, I form the light. And create darkness. I make peace. And create evil. Now, who is speaking there? Well, read the rest of the verse. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, you may, like me, the first time you read that, say, what? God created evil? Well, what is he talking about in Isaiah 45 verse 7? God did not create sin. We need to make sure we understand that. We know that the Bible teaches that God created us, and we are the ones who ended up sinning. It was our choice, because we have free will. Satan influenced us to sin, Genesis chapter 3. We fell for it, but God is not the one who created it. Romans 12, verse 9 says, Abhor, that is, hate that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Why? Well, because God hates evil. God is all good. One of the divine characteristics of God is that He is all good. He's omnibenevolent. There is no unrighteousness in Him, Psalm 92, verse 15. Well, when we sin... Because God is all good and sin is very bad, we are separated from God. Isaiah 59, verses 1 and 2. Thus, every one of us who has sinned and is accountable to God is in need of reconciliation with God. And hopefully you have been reconciled with God through our Lord Jesus Christ in obedience to his gospel. If you haven't, or if you're not sure, I'd love to talk to you about that. You can email me, which will be, my email will be listed in the show notes at the bottom of the screen. When you're listening to this, you can message me through my Facebook page, the Everyday Christian Facebook page, and we'll discuss that because that is very important. You want to make sure that you're reconciled to God through Jesus Christ by obedience to his gospel. Well... God did not create evil in the sense of sin. So what does this verse mean in Isaiah? I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Well, the key is a contrast between the word peace, tranquility, and evil. God is saying, I make peace and create evil, that is to say, He creates consequences. He creates punishment. The New King James says calamity. God's not creating evil in the sense of sin. No, he's creating calamity. He's creating consequences because of sin. People must be punished. That is what he's saying in Isaiah chapter 45. Well, there are consequences because of sin. There is misfortune in the world. Sometimes because of this sin-cursed world that we live in, misfortune falls upon us. It may be because of genetic defects, which leads to disease, or environmental factors such as the weather, a tornado hits, and decimates a town, or what have you. But things just happen in our world now that are bad things. Evil, we might say with this sense of that work. God did not design it that way. God designed this world to be good. Genesis chapter 1, over and over again, as he's looking at his creation, he says, it's good, it's good, it's good. Just like God was good. At the end of chapter 1 of Genesis, he said it was very good after he created man. But Genesis chapter 3, that Satan, that serpent comes along and he tempts man. Man sins. And then bad things enter into the world. Consequently, when we look at bad things in the world, when we look at misfortune, when we look at obstacles that we all face daily, whatever those obstacles may be, we don't need to blame God for those, do we? No, we need to blame Satan. We need to blame sin. And thus we even need to blame ourselves, don't we? Well, with that in mind, I want us to talk about overcoming our obstacles, our evil, if you will, that all of us face because of the consequences of of life and, and of sin. And first, we want to discuss types of obstacles that we might face. The first type of obstacle that I'd like to highlight is trouble. It may be that your friends, your family members are persecuting you. We need to remember Matthew ten thirty seven, which says, He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Maybe the trouble is at work. Maybe I might lose my job if my boss wants me to do something dishonest. And I'm not willing to do that because I'm a Christian. Maybe it's my relationship with my spouse, even my kids or Someone else important in my life. Relationships troubled because I'm a Christian and perhaps they are not. Maybe my trouble is of financial nature. Maybe uh, there are bills that I can't pay. Will I still trust God even in that calamity? Matthew 6 verses 24 through 34 says, No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon money. Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them? Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment, clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these... Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. What kind of evil is he talking about? He's talking about the evil of just bad things, obstacles happening in our life, whether they be financial, like in that context, or whether they be something else. Jesus says, We're not to worry. We're not to let that become a stumbling block to our faith. No, we just keep on keeping on. We trust God that he will take care of us. Now, I've had my share of difficulties in in my life. I've talked about this on the podcast before. And I think of, of trouble. I was greatly troubled when all of my educated life really from I don't know sixth grade or so until high school and in college I had wanted to be a doctor and then I got to medical school and a few months later I realized no I had made a mistake I don't want to be a doctor and I had to leave I left that program because I knew I was there for the wrong reason that was a troubling time in my life. Now, again, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I say all that to say this. We're going to face those kinds of moments in our life. You're not going to face what I faced. I'm not going to face, face what you faced or what you will face, but we will face something. There will be troubling times in our lives. Look at 2020 when this is being recorded. It has been a troubling year with the coronavirus, with the economy, with the riots in the streets. Terrible things going on. Trouble. Obstacles, if there ever were any. But we can be faithful. We can rely on God, not ourselves. And that gives us hope. Well, I want you to think of what I just mentioned the great trouble that happened in my life um, seven or eight years ago when I left medical school. You know what that was like? That was like a sinkhole in my life. Everything that I had been working on for years, trying to make straight A's, which I didn't always do, by the way, working hard, uh, putting in extra hours uh, in ROTC, in community service-type projects, in shadowing doctors, doing all this so that I could apply to medical school, then go to medical school. And then I decide, you know what, this isn't for me. And all of that was ripped out from under me at once. That was like a sinkhole. My my footing uh, just got rapidly taken out from under me. What if I would have left the faith In that very trying time of my life. I shudder to think of it. But I'm so thankful that the church was there for me during that time. And everything worked out. Well, I want you to think about this. Troubled waters. I like to think of troubled waters as other troubles that we've already talked about. But perhaps even a little bit more violent than we've already mentioned. You think about how powerful water is. Water can do a lot of damage. Think about a flash flood. There have been small canyons carved in a matter of a few days because of a flash flood. That's how powerful water is. So, troubled waters, whether it be rapids, whether it be a flash flood, whether it be a major flood, whether it be a storm surge or a tsunami, they can do a lot of damage. And sometimes very bad things that are happening to us, obstacles, evil, calamity, they pack a punch and they do it really quickly. I'm thinking about what happened with the hurricane back where I'm from in Louisiana, Hurricane Laura, which happened a few weeks ago. And I have a sister who was affected pretty, pretty heavily by that. And I know others who were affected by that. That's tough. But again, we can overcome these obstacles. Well, what about an earthquake in your life? Mountains shaking. The the whole ground around you is just shaking. Does that ever happen? I think these are perhaps the most violent things that can happen in our lives. Maybe a death in the family that just shakes you to the core. Maybe it was unexpected. Maybe severe persecution. Maybe your spouse has been unfaithful to you and you just found that out. Maybe your best friend stabbed you in the back. Those are tremendous obstacles, tremendous hurdles that we have to overcome. But we can't through Jesus Christ. We as Christians are going to face things like this. And we must understand that as long as we're on God's side, He's on our side and He's going to help us through. We need to understand that Jesus was a man of sorrows. He was acquainted with grief, Isaiah 53, verse 3. He knows exactly how we feel. We need to read Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, which says, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he is it that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Brethren, we serve an amazing God an awesome God, and He will not fail us. No matter what the obstacle is in our lives, God will not let us down. And that gives us hope, and that gives us the strength to overcome whatever obstacle we're facing. Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, Let your lifestyle be without covetousness, And be content with such things as you have, for he has said I will never leave thee nor forsake. Well, who do we lean on to get us through? We've already answered that, haven't we? We lean on God. For the remainder of the podcast I want us to very briefly read through Psalm forty six. Psalm forty six, you might recognize this as some of the things we just discussed. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, there's your sinkhole. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, that's like a mudslide. Though its waters roar and be troubled, there's your flash flood. Though the mountains shake with its swelling, there's your earthquake, Selah. Now, Selah just means pause and reflect on that. No matter how big or how small the trouble that we face, no matter how big or how small the obstacle we face, we can overcome that obstacle obstacle because God is our refuge and strength. And he's present. He's there. And he's there to help when we're in trouble. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. Verse 4. Verse 5. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Just in the nick of time, God is there to help. He's reliable and he's helpful. God is in the midst of this peaceful river. You ever seen... I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river, right? I've got peace like a river in my soul. Well, that, that, that is really the concept of this verse. And God is right there in the middle. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. God is still there. God is still all-powerful. And he will work in our lives through his providence and we don't understand his providence, right? We don't know how he works, but we know he still works. And we can be thankful for that. Verse 7, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah, pause and reflect. Verse 8, come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. That's how we overcome obstacles, brethren. We overcome obstacles by relying on God, our refuge our help, our very present help in time of trouble. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm so thankful for you, the listener. I'm thankful that this podcast seems to be growing lately and we're getting more and more listens, and I'm I'm so thankful for that. And I want to encourage you to go to our Facebook page and like that page. Just search Everyday Christian Podcast on Facebook. You can find us where... uh, antique-looking microphone with a kind of a mint color to it with my name under it, Chase Green. Find that Facebook page. Like that page. Share that page with your friends. Maybe send it to somebody in Messenger and let them know, hey, I think you would enjoy this. I would appreciate that. But also, go and like the Scattered Abroad Facebook page as well. Again, for those who may not have heard, we will be joining that effort. A network of podcasts with six or seven podcasts, that will be going on beginning next year, 2021. And we will all be under that umbrella, the Scattered Abroad Family of Podcasts. This will still be the Everyday Christian Podcast, but you'll have some other podcasts you can listen to on that channel as well. And we'll also have a combined podcast called the Scattered Abroad Podcast. So go to Facebook, like that, uh, share that with, with others, if you will. Uh, give ratings to our podcast in the App Store, and we would greatly appreciate that very much. Well, we want to talk about our next episode, and our next episode is going to wrap up our series on how to overcome by talking about how to overcome indifference. I hope that you'll join us for that episode next time.